0: Hello and welcome to Digital Dialogues, a new podcast series brought to you by City and the Treasury Today Group. I'm Sophie Jackson, publisher and head of strategic content at the Treasury Today Group. In this first episode of our new audio series, I'm going to be taking a look at the issue of Digital Treasury. So, what is Digital Dialogues? Digital Dialogues is a new content series developed in co creation with City. It's an evolution of our Treasury Dialogue series with City, which saw leading corporate names coming together with spokespeople from City to discuss the issues of the day. Digital Dialogues evolves that project, bringing voices from the worlds of academia and other spaces to tell you the latest in Treasury information. So, for today's episode, I was lucky enough to speak with two fantastic individuals. The first is Jason Han, an ex-treasurer, who now works in the fintech space at Nanyang Technological University. I also spoke with City Sandeep Patil, Asia Pacific Head of Financial Institutions. Today, together with the two of them, I'll be introducing the new series by looking at innovation and digitization in Treasury, and the latest developments in digital treasury, as well as managing how the impact of the pandemic has affected these spaces. Okay, so now let's turn to my conversation with Jason Han, who spoke about the evolution of digital treasury as driven by APIs, robotics, and cash flow forecasting, amongst others.
1: Firstly, one of the major buckets, right, is, is really in terms of process excellence, in terms of efficiency and also more towards like um, using robotic process for reconciliation. That, that's one. And and Bobby, you know, APIs, right, that is, probably helping to connect the bank's you know, connectivity you know to the company so that's another one more and there's like this uh, swift GPI you know that enhancing the visibility of of the collections and last but not least on auto matching the receivables and also the virtual accounts right, has been in in place you know for selected uh, countries and and that is awesome because you know we've, we've sold large amount of accounts right. Uh, we are able to just uh, use a couple of uh, accounts and, and, and then we can use it to the maximum effect. So that's, that's another one. I, I think that's, that's the, one of the major buckets there, uh, process excellence in terms of efficiency. I think very importantly, right, very exciting would be number one for all corporates, right, would be cash forecasting. Because at the end of the day, right, what's really three things that is important for any companies? Cash, cash and cash, may I suggest. And if uh, you know, cash forecasting we we can get it right in terms of a high accuracy right we can do many things from from there you know it, it could be helping to finance at the right amount at the right time at the right place at at the same time we also can see you know what what are the sales uh patterns as well and potential sales that is coming up there as well, and in terms of the payment cycle you know we we can probably look at. Uh, whether certain suppliers are actually having certain issues also, so that that could be a trigger point there. So, uh, automating or rather partially using AI to automate, uh, this uh, cash forecasting that that that's really good. Uh, I mean I, I saw a couple of uh, progression there, but of of course a lot of uh, work is 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 a uh, need to be done there. Yeah. to be clear, it's, it's really a digital transformation across the globe across industry, but more importantly, digital treasury will play a huge role in this uh, digital transformation of the whole whole globe, mainly coming from the COVID, everybody uh, is is, is trying to use the technology, that's one, Uh, but more importantly, uh, with, with the central bank digital currency in place, as well as uh, with all the Alipay, you know, the wallets and stuff like that. And also with the digital banks coming up into place. And also with the cryptocurrencies, stablecoin. Treasury, digital treasury, is, is the hottest right now at this point of time.
0: Next up, Jason and I looked at the role of fintech for corporate treasurers and how that space had advanced. Excellent. And then tell me about the work that you're doing specifically there at the moment. What are you working on um, and how do you see your role developing while you're there?
1: I'm actually collaborating with industry top-tier employers in the banking and finance uh, and fintech industry and also uh, with uh, industry association together with the likes of, uh, for example, let's say, top association-wise. And really, it's creating the learning opportunities And the collaboration uh, between these uh, industry partners and also bringing our NTU talents uh, students with the opportunity to to be able to collaborate and also together with professor and the research team the opportunity to collaborate with the industry so that both sides can leverage uh, upon each other to better future in terms of a digital world and fintech fintech is is really one of the hottest uh, right now in the market, uh, I think uh, definitely, you know, uh, uh, in terms of the fintech framework, right, it's really exciting. I'm, I'm looking at uh, how this uh, so-called industry is, is going to develop. I, I believe that uh, it will be uh, developing on a very rapid pace uh, and, and looking at uh, how we can create a community that uh, can share ideas, uh, can share a uh, collaboration, and also can tap on uh, uh, the talents in, in, in the school NTU uh, that, that we can form out, you know, projects, you know, uh, even in, together with, like, uh, uh, the FinTechs, right, we can come out to form teams, project teams, you know, to go for competition, like, even those competitions that is uh, uh, organized by uh, Monetary Authority of Singapore MAS, uh, you know, that sort of thing, and, and yeah, yeah, sandbox, you know, type of uh, competition or, related stuff.
0: Finally, Jason spoke about the role of academic research alongside corporations as driving talent gains in both directions. He also opened up a dialogue between our community and himself and the team at Nanyang Technological University, inviting our community to get in touch if they're interested.
1: It would be potentially great collaboration and partnership between universities and corporate treasury. It's it's an immense opportunity there because Corporate treasury needs a lot of uh, talents and also innovation and it's, it's not just coming from one area or, or angles it's, it's really coming from multiple angles and university itself right it can it can offer a lot of uh, perspective uh it could be coming from the engineering perspective you know uh, data sciences data analytics uh uh, sustainability reporting, sustainability financing, green financing, that, that sort of thing, and governance uh, policy framework, uh, legal and, and stuff like that, all, all these are uh, really captured across the uh, renowned community uh, in the world. I'm biased, uh, of course, uh, in Singapore as well. <laughs> feel free to get in touch, connect with us, feel free to connect with me. I'm, I'm very passionate to build this culture that uh no collaboration works, you no bank, whether is it in banking, finance? First thing first, I think without a doubt, this uh, central bank digital currency will be huge. Uh uh it will be impacting uh not just the bank and finance industry, but really it will be impacting the rest of all others' industries because we are speaking central bank digital currency is speaking one language, which is cash and, and all, all companies, all organisations and, and, and the likes of it uh, need cash. So really, it will be a transformation time for the industries and especially for Bank and Finance. Uh, Stay to, to watch this space.
0: Next up, I spoke to Sandeep, who shared his take on the bank's journey to supporting their APAC clients on their digital treasury journey. So tell me, first of all, how you've seen the space of digital treasury, as we call it, evolving and what some of the most exciting and significant innovations have been over the last few years.
2: Absolutely. I think, you know, the evolution of digital treasury is very visible. I mean, we are going through times of unprecedented changes, probably the amount of change we have seen in the last couple of years, we wouldn't have seen in our lifetime, I guess. Uh, And a lot of this is driven because of newer technologies, newer tools, consumer behavior changes, as well as some of the COVID and the pandemic that we have seen giving rise to completely new ecosystem through which our clients are going through, whether we talk of e-commerce or data or digital, we talk of app economy or the fintechs and the kind of changes they have brought in the financial ecosystem, the supply chain disruption, Uh, Not only that, I think the client behaviors and the client profiles are changing very rapidly thanks to e-commerce, thanks to COVID. A lot of millennial generation is consuming a slightly different manner than the earlier generations consumed and giving rise to 24 by 7 on-demand business models. So that's a material change that has happened practically in every industry, in every client segment that we deal with. And that's the reason I wouldn't call it evolution. I probably call it transformation. Evolution is small and steady changes. Transformation is when a material change happens and that disrupts everything. And we have seen many business models disrupt from traditional industries to manufacturing to services industries. And this change, this metamorphosis is happening pretty rapidly across all the geographies. And that is giving rise to tremendous opportunity for treasury and our clients in general in finance industry. Uh, Treasury is no more seen as a center which is driving efficiency or financial KPIs or capital allocation. Of course, all those things are still happening, but the role of treasury is emerging very rapidly. Treasury is emerging as a profit center, treasury is as a business enabler. Given the businesses are going online, the sales are happening online, it does have fundamental changes in terms of cash flows, in terms of ability to support the business, whether it's 24 by 7 lens, whether it's real-time lens, whether it's giving digital client experience. Uh, And that does bring a lot of investments in terms of digital technologies, newer technologies, changing the way the treasury conducts operations and managing risk management in a manner that is conducive to online business. So so there is tremendous amount of change we have seen. And it's all a positive change, I feel. The newer technologies that we are seeing, APIs, open banking, instant payment, real-time payments, uh, robotics, they are all driving this change in a positive direction, creating efficiency, creating great client experience and creating new business pockets and demands. Now, this transformation, I wouldn't say is easy. There are a lot of challenges, whether these are challenges internally within an organization or the digitization and the technology spend that it brings, or even the market is not ready. I think if you look at the financial markets, you talk of foreign exchange market interest rate markets or you know whichever market you speak about they are not operating 24 by seven a tremendous amount of constraints that are there the new technologies are challenging the older technology and the older technologies are not going away so you are trying to coexist with the old technology and the new technology and that creates another set of challenges the regulations the dilapidated infrastructure that we face in emerging markets in particular or the cyber risks that are emerging very rapidly so I think the transformation is all about how do we manage these challenges and make sure that we continually progress, evolve new business model and capture newer growth opportunities. And that's the kind of transformation we are seeing successfully in many countries with many clients. But I think we are still getting started. It's not kind of disruptive across the industry. And we are still kind of, you know, at the start of the journey, I think.
0: Fantastic. And you mentioned there or touched on there, rather, um, some of the interesting transformations that have been driven in the consumer space by the pandemic. But how has the pandemic impacted or affected treasurers that you're working with um, as they go along, as you say, their transformation journey?
2: That's a very good question. And clearly, it will be remiss if I don't mention the kind of challenges uh, our client and all our people have gone through. Um, you know, shock after shock, waves after waves, lockdowns. So there is a lot that people have faced. Uh, very challenging time, I must say, for everybody in their personal life and professional life. But by the same token, there are a couple of trends that have clearly emerged, you know thanks to work from home, uh, e-commerce took a boost, remote working took a boost. We are now talking things like future of work as an example. And most importantly, the consumption pattern has changed. And that consumption pattern has changed forever, I feel. you know, The habits that we have inculcated, the behaviors we have inculcated in terms of digital order, online, e-commerce, uh, are going to be there with us for days to come, for years to come, for generations to come. And that is giving rise to business model changes, no matter which industry you are, it just doesn't matter. I mean, people are literally ordering cars online, forget ordering food, forget ordering medicines, forget ordering day-to-day consumables. So that ecosystem is rapidly evolving. That has not only given rise to newer pockets of demand, but that has also brought, I would say, a slightly different challenge in managing business. Because another thing that has happened because of COVID is I feel the the tolerance and the patience has gone down, right? Because you are trying to consume everything digitally. And if you order something, you don't receive in time, you receive something different than what you order. It could be a small little dish or a food that you ordered. But your patience is going down and since the patient is going down you're complaining if you're complaining the service providers are taking you seriously and trying to improve the deliverable trying to improve your digital experience your client experience tremendously and that is giving rise to a completely new set of transformative agendas which is making life easier for our people our consumers and by virtue of that transforming business model so in short if you ask me i think covid has created positive impact on businesses uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't disregard the challenges, it has brought in a lot of challenges, but I do feel they are all positive challenges, something that the industry can solve. Most importantly, it has created a new set of demands that we didn't have in the past, new set of services that the economy didn't need in the past. And these are the days of hyper-automation, these are the days of micro-transactions or micro-fulfillment, and these are the days of digital client experience, which has to be 24 by 7. Uh, which is now pushing the industry in terms of acquiring new skills, building new skills. These are not only technical skills, I would say, but even differential skills in terms of the kind of talent we are hiring, the empathy quotient that we need in our people, uh, not just in critical complex treasury management projects, but across the organization, whether it's finance, treasury, fulfillment, customer facing. So it it has changed our business model tremendously. And uh, I would probably attribute a lot of that credit to covid though it has been challenging times.
0: Thank you so much. You made a load of um, very interesting different points there. Um, As you know, part of the drive of this project is to create what we're calling a dialogue. Um, So I spoke also with Jason Han, who you will know from his time in Treasury, who's now working at Nanyang Technological University. Um, And I was speaking with him around the most exciting advancement from his perspective Um, in digital treasury. Now, he mentioned the role of fintechs, APIs, robotics and cash flow forecasting. So I want to add your side now. What are your thoughts on the most significant changes and leaps forward for the profession? And how has Citi been working with your clients to deliver such innovation?
2: I think the question is not only about technologies that Jason mentioned. I mean, clearly, most banks are leveraging them and we are also leveraging them. But I think it's the approach with which we are kind of, you know, uh, creating services and solutions for our client that probably differentiates us. So it's, you know, the industry started with fintech. If I take that example, uh, perceiving fintech as competition, especially retail banking. And now we have evolved to fintech as collaboration. And to be honest, that was our approach from day one, if I may say so. Uh, Over the last couple of years, we have already created dozens of types and partnerships and collab. Uh, more than half of them are already in you know, public sphere at creating value for our clients. But it's not only about the types, it's really being able to create newer set of services on the backdrop of such partnerships and technology alignments. Uh, it's not only about, if I, if I may take the example, since we are talking about treasury domain, it's not only about cash flow forecasting. Of course, with technologies, cash flow forecasting is becoming more reliable, more accurate, and more timely but if the decision making as a consequence of that is still left to human being we are not traveling the entire mile and that has been our focus in terms of not only how do we automate using things but how do we really get the decisioning in the hands of machines and then just program and parameterize it so that clients can get the efficiency that they deserve the value that they deserve and are able to transform their treasuries and their businesses So, whether I talk of that, whether I talk of APIs, you know, everybody is talking about APIs, everybody is still talking about APIs, but we have gone from APIs to deep APIs. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that, if you look at the industry usage, bulk of the APIs are consumed in terms of knowing balances or at best initiating a payment, a simple local payment. We have taken the API journey absolutely deeper to each and every treasury needs whether it's trade financing or cross-border payments or foreign exchange or investments or factoring or cards or supply chain and by doing that we created a range of services which can enable the client to do one-time change and digitize the entire treasury and finance domain not only that creating a service and leaving it to a client to consume just doesn't work many a times because client is not one single individual it's an ecosystem the purchase departments, marketing departments, accounting, finance, technology. So many people need to come together. So another thing we are doing very actively and aggressively is really bringing clients into our innovation labs, sitting down with them, creating a solution that fits a client need. We call it co-creation by taking into account the nuances of the client's ecosystem and then working on a roadmap to be traveling and implementing each of the services so the client can benefit completely in terms of execution, not just ideation. And that's the approach we have taken to travel the path of deep APIs. And I can go on and on in terms of technology, cloud computing to distributed clouds as an example, from robotics and process automation to literally machines making a decision. Because even if you get all the cash flows and information as a treasurer, but if it happens to be a Saturday night when the demand emerges and you're slipping at that point in time, your business suffers unless you empower the machine to make decision. And machine making decision means parameterization of systems, which every customer can't do. And as a result of that, we are doing it at city so that our clients can benefit from automated decision making process, which is parameterized. The examples can include not demand liquidity management, not demand cross currency solution, cash concentration solution, multi banking solutions. But we are literally enabling the clients to use our machines to make those decisions parameterize them and solve their business problems same example i can take in terms of data analytics to insights you know everybody talks about it and we are doing it for n number of years as an industry and a city as well it's not just the analytics and insights that's sufficient you need to take it that next level and see what's happening in my industry if i'm a chemicals company what are the digital treasury kpis i care about and how is the industry evolving around those kpis Am I lagging the industry or leading the industry? If I'm leading, how do I continue that lead? How do I invest into those areas more? If I'm lagging, how do I correct that? How do I do the root cause analysis? And all that journey is not possible without a banking partner. Because one client can only have their view, but they will not be able to have views of multiple clients as to what they're doing, what is working, what is failing. And that's a partnership and benchmarking approach we are taking in our advisory services. Uh, So again, I think in a nutshell, there are lots of newer technologies we are deploying. And that doesn't differentiate us because everybody's doing that. The way we deploy and the partnership approach that we are taking with our client is creating that total experience and our strategy is total experience strategy for our clients.
0: Fantastic. Now, I love what you were saying about APIs. And of course, technology has, has enabled vast changes, but it's not just been changes in the technology that we've been using. It's also changes in mindset and changes in approach in general. Um, so Jason was speaking about the importance of sharing and of community. And I think that something that's that's really changed is that concept of collaboration and sharing. Um, how does that feature for you and City in the work that you're doing with your clients today?
2: Absolutely. It's it's very critical for us as well. And not just us, I'm sure the industry as a whole is talking about it and doing a lot of things. Our CEO, Jane Fraser, is speaking very passionately about it. There are a number of initiatives we have launched within City and with our clients as well externally, and trying to make sure that we play a vital role in this particular ecosystem, in this evolution. It ranges from financial inclusion in terms of onboarding fintechs and making sure the financial services reach to the remotest possible corners of each and every market we are operating in to ESG. I mean, everybody's talking about ESG from green loans to green bonds to carbon footprint. And there are very tall goals that we have set up for ourselves. But even from a treasury perspective, there are a lot of services we are rolling out, right, from green deposits to, you know, green financing to even, you know, ESG oriented money market fund distribution, etc. The role of financial inclusion, honestly, doesn't stop at consumers only. Because very few people talk about financial inclusion for SMEs, and they are a very critical component of the economies that we operate in. And we are trying to provide that financial inclusion for our SME customers through our fintech partnerships, as well as the kind of platforms we are enabling for our trade business. Uh, there is tremendous amount of work also going on in enabling e-commerce or helping our e-commerce customers go global, you know. Most of the e-commerce profiles, if you see, they originate in their home country, they expand to two or three countries, and their ability to go global gets a little bit limited, not because of the technology, but because of their ability to provide a great client experience. And that's where financial services and ability to make an instant payment, ability to give a digital client experience to a client, um, ability to deploy those APIs so that people can transact seamlessly. I mean, literally speaking, we are enabling a housewife in remote Indonesia selling batik t-shirts to a tourist in Mexico. And that can happen only when we have the financial inclusion and the financial technologies connecting with e-commerce. And that's precisely where we are headed. Over and above that, again, there are lots of things cities doing and you're aware of that, whether it's diversity and inclusion, uh, whether it's the principles of you know, uh, focus on um, uh, the network enhancement in a digital manner so that we can service the emerging markets. So lots of things happening in City. And clearly they are, they are also servicing our clients because many of our clients are having similar goals. And that gives us a great collaboration opportunity to give it back to our clients and then do something together.
0: Fantastic. That was great to hear. Um, and as you know, as part of the collaborative conversation that we'll be having throughout the Digital Dialogue series, we're very keen to hear from different perspectives. Um, so I wanted to ask about the longstanding partnerships that City has within academia. Um, I think it's very interesting for us to look at the latest research, see what's happening and how this might affect us in the Treasury community. So how have those partnerships benefited and impacted your clients, do you think?
2: That's that's a great question again, and I think, you know, that's another core principle that we operate at SEDI, which is tremendous amount of partnership with academia, as well as number of other players who are contributing to the society, contributing to the countries, governments, regulatory bodies, etc. But focusing on academia, of course, there are a number of initiatives that I'm sure that, you know, you have heard of. But just to highlight a couple of them, we are working with many governments and countries in terms of, you know, fintech enablement of an economy, Many of our governments are really trying to promote the digital ecosystem. We are becoming a part of those initiatives, contributing through ideas, advisory, solutions, services, as well as investments in many places. Uh, We are working with few universities to nurture and develop talent and bring in new skill sets to our youngsters. And we are contributing not just through ideas again, but a lot of our people are actively participating in promoting this program, promoting those skills, are conducting sessions, training courses, etc., there's a good amount of initiative that we launched in Future of Work program and uh, trying to bring newer tools and ideas to us and our clients as well. So in essence, if I may summarize, there is lots that we are doing even, you know, in the, in the field of partnership with Academicia and that's benefiting city. that's benefiting our clients. Uh, they're getting new insights, they're getting new skills, they're getting new tools and new services as time goes. But most importantly, uh, it's future-proofing our talent. And by our talent, I don't mean only banking industry, but across the board, including our clients. And that future proofing at talent is very important. As I said, you know, the digital services is disrupting everything. This is transformational opportunity. And talent plays a very material role in that transformation. And we are doing the best that we can in that.
0: Excellent. Well, I look forward to hearing further um, over the course of the series. Um, Thank you so much, Sandeep. It was great to speak with you, as always. And I look forward to speaking with you again very soon. I've been Sophie Jackson, publisher and head of strategic content at the Treasury Today Group. I would like to say a big thank you to my special guest today, Jason and Sandeep, and to invite you all to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from so you can follow the other episodes of our Digital Dialogue series as well as listening to all the other Treasury Today group audio content. Thank you, goodbye.